talk about love, last Sunday, I missed a very special uh, little girl's birthday. And um, that, that was something, I was out of town, as I mentioned, Brandon and Krista's little Sydney. And I love Sydney, as well as all of our children, but she loves Pastor Steve. And uh, um, every Sunday, um, <laughs> Sydney will run around the church after church, and she'll play with all the kids and have a good time. And then before she leaves, and I mean every single time, before she leaves, without failure, <clears throat> she does not leave without her time with Pastor Steve. And she comes uh, running up to me, and she'll grab my leg out of nowhere and uh, looks up at me with those eyes, uh, Brandon, uh, you better buy a gun. <laughs> um, like, hey, it's my turn. And uh, so I pick her up, and she hugs me. And I'm not talking about just a regular old hug. I'm talking about she gets a hold of your neck. And it's like she's hanging on, man. And every once in a while, she'll pull my cheek in for a kiss. And that's a real special time. And so then after that, she lays her head. And every, anybody who sees, uh, is, stays along after church in the lobby, you're my witness to this. She lays her head on my shoulder and just sinks into it. And then all of her weight is just on me, like dead weight. She's just there and just hanging on my shoulder, just cuddles with me for as long as her mom and dad will let it happen. And I mean that. They sometimes have to sort of pry her away in a way. And I feel sorry for them because they're like, come on, dude, let her go. <laughs> um, and um, not as much anymore, but sometimes she'll fall asleep on my shoulder. And just, you, you know, just when she's real tired, she just... She gets so relaxed and like not a care in the world, just resting in my arms. And let me ask you guys today, does your relationship with God look anything like that? Where you can just let God hold you where you can um, know that he loves you, uh, that you know that you're secure in him and that you're content and that you're just, you're just relaxed. You're relaxed. And I'm sure by the dead weight in my arms, Sydney doesn't have a care in the world. But what about you guys? How are, how are you feeling um, are you worried about anything? The things happening in your life. Get that picture of Sydney in my arms once again. Isn't that how God wants his kids to feel? I mean, uh, laying all of our weight on him and, and, and just totally relaxed in his arms and, and just no worrying about anything, completely trusting him like, you know, everything is cool, man. It's good. It seems like lately, for me anyway, 
the things are going 90 to nothing. They're going fast. And I've been personally on the edge, I call it, and the Holy Ghost stopped me and, and it checked my spirit. And <clears throat> like Crystal, she'll say something and, and I'll take it wrong and I'll snarl at her or, you know, kind of say something smart. I'll like back to that sweet lady. And then she's like, whoa, and starts kind of like walking on eggshells. And, and frankly, I got to tell you guys, I'm hearing that there are people right here at the bridge that are stressed and that are worried and, and on edge. And, and I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, and, and maybe you're here and just everything is cool with you. I mean, uh, life is good and, and you're just able to sit back and relax in the arms of God. Well, then I'll ask you for your prayers for me uh, today. But I know that God has given me this series, this idea for more than just one person, this message today, more than just for one person. In fact, God wants this message uh, today to happen. The, the message uh, that I'm about to speak, um, he wants it to be heard by the people that can hear my voice today. Um, and I know this for a fact because um, Friday evening, I had a great dinner with uh, Janice and Jim Brown, and uh, right after dinner, um, I started feeling um, a little weird, just, you know, just, I don't know, I can't describe it, just kind of a little weird, and I told Crystal on the way home, man, I'm not feeling all that great, and um, I got home, and my lower back, it, it was like the feeling that I was starting to have was like, have, have you ever had... You guys had the flu, and then after uh, two or three days of the flu, your back just aches, like, you know? And all of a sudden, my lower back was starting to just ache like that. <clears throat> and um, what was freaking me out was that it was progressing super fast, and it started working my, itself up to, you know, like right about here in my back. And um, all of a sudden... The pain became familiar to me just a little bit. And I had had a, a kidney stone uh, two years ago. And guys, if, and how many have had a kidney stone? Just raise your hand out there. There's one, two, I'm looking around. Okay. I would not wish a kidney stone on my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish a kidney stone on Charles Manson. I'm telling you. That hurt so bad. I was clutching the bedpost. God, help me. I, I was, it was the worst pain. You'll, man, it was incredible pain. And I was starting to sense and feel that same pain coming on. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. I, let's, Crystal, let's go. I called Dustin and said, Dustin, start preparing for Sunday because if this is what I think it is, we're in trouble. And you're going to have, and he said, no problem. We got this. And the next thing I know, we're at the we're right into the hospital. And I start to feeling this a little tiny bit better. I thought, "Am I going here for nothing?" You know. <laughs> and I got out of the car to go to the to the into the hospital room, and all of a sudden, wham! It grabs a hold of me, and I'm thinking, "Oh Lord!" And I get there, and they, <laughs> the words that were used for me were triage. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? 
Uh, in other words, it's going to take some time. And I'm thinking, if this hits me the way it hit me before, you're, no one in this place is going to be happy. Um, we we, we got to find a room. we got to find some morphine. we got to find something fast. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, um, they take my vitals. Dustin is there. Crystal's there. And they begin to pray. And um, I walked over from taking my vitals to them. And Dustin is my witness to this. The pain left like that. Now, I don't know about you guys, but um, I, I know God instantly healed me. Um, I, I'm telling you that there's no way on God's green earth that I would be here speaking this message to you today had it, had it been the situation where I was before. Um, God wants somebody to hear this message today. Amen. He wants somebody to hear. I stayed in the hospital till about 2 o'clock in the morning. They checked me out, CAT scan, sure enough, kidney stone. So um, I'm just telling you from that time on, I have had zero pain. Zero pain. I'm so thankful to the Lord for that. <clears throat> Um, let's start with James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, know this, I think it does, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, let me ask you guys this. How, how are you doing with this? How are you doing? Let every person be quick to hear, time to listen to what's going on, and slow to speak. And I have to, I have to force myself, as you can tell, I have to force myself to do that, slow to speak. But this is what I wrestle with. I'm, I'm supposed to be slow to speak, and I've found that I'm not lately. I'm, I'm quick to respond. I'm quick to defend myself, and at times even quick to get angry. And that's where I caught myself and said, wow, that's not good, Steve. I mean, uh, that's not good. But this slow to speak thing up here on the screen, here's my question. How can you be slow to speak and slow to respond if you look in your inbox, work, wherever, and there's 150 to 200 emails in there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Waiting on you. And you know, even if you started right then answering those emails, that by the time you finished, there'd be 
another 50 emails sitting in your inbox. So how in the world can we be slow to respond? Can we, can we honestly look at every single email and be quick to listen, try to figure out and understand what the person is, or he or she is trying to say and really think through it and then maybe respond, but respond slowly? With today's expectations in, in the business world, how can you do that? How can you do it? And while you're doing that, oftentimes you're getting text by somebody or tweeted, or, 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 or Facebook out the wazoo, you're getting lit up by Facebook, and you know, you've made a comment, and so people are commenting on those comments, and by the time, you're, I mean, you're, you have to feel like you gotta respond to everybody, and then you notice while all that's going on that you got a voicemail waiting on you, and, and I've done this before, I go to to listen to my voicemail. About the time I'm pressing the button for the voice, all of a sudden a live call comes in. Anybody happen that to you? And, and the live call comes in. I, I have to look at who's, who's uh, calling me because I have to determine whether or not I need to answer that call or focus on the email or the text or whatever it is that's happening at that moment and, and let that call go to voicemail once again. And once in a while, <laughs> in the midst of all of this, a real human being walks up to me. And, and we end up having to you know, have a conversation and interact with the real person. And suddenly, maybe while I'm talking to that person, this stuff has happened to me. I know it's happened to you. While I'm talking to this person, I realize that I'm late for a meeting. And then with all of this, how am I supposed to be slow to speak? How do you do that? And I'm just talking about myself here. Can you imagine our kids and the future and what it's going to be like? Do you see how fast those kids text today? They're texting four. They're in four conversations at the same time. They haven't even looked at their phone yet. They're doing this, you know? That's crazy. And that's the world. You know, what, what's it going to be like when Sydney's texting? She probably already is. So do we just ignore this verse? Do we just say, you know, we give up on this verse? Because I'm telling you, if you are quick to speak, you'll be quick to anger. I've been wrestling with this and realizing something has to change. Something's got to change. Something's got to give. You know, what I did last weekend, as I said, I was out of town and I went one whole day without looking at email. One whole day without email. And I was thinking about going for two. And uh, the anxiety was too much for me. I'm just being honest. My heart began to pump a little bit thinking about all the emails that were stacking up by the time I get back to them. How many know what I'm talking about today? Don't you just love the anxiety that you feel just before vacation? You're like, man, dude, I'm going on this cruise to the Bahamas, or I'm going on this all-expense-paid or uh, all-inclusive trip to somewhere in paradise, I mean, and, and all that I can think of is with a 1,000 emails that I'm going to return to. 
almost so bad that I'm thinking, do I really want to go? And I know this, one way or other, we've got to slow down. We've got to slow down. We're not gracious with our responses. We don't have time to listen. Um, you just want to quickly respond and then move on. Um, have you ever responded and hit send on an email? And you go, oh man, shouldn't have done that. I mean, I've done that before. And sometimes it's not just to one person. Sometimes it's to the whole organization. Um, how many times have you been too quick to respond and then regretted it? Someone says something to you and boom, you let them have it. And then it's like, oh man, you caught me at just the right moment. You, 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 you caught me, it was a bad time. Well, you know what? It's pretty much always a bad time, isn't it? As busy as we are today, something has got to change because the pace of life is getting faster and faster and faster. And my parents and their parents um, uh, didn't have to deal with this hurried life that we live in due to the technology that we live in. And you, you get more and more hurried and stress begins to set in, doesn't it? Uh, and, and we were, weren't made uh, to live like this. God didn't make us to live like this, but, but we've just become to accept it and, and get used to it. It's just part of life. Song of Solomon 1.6 says, I have no time to care for myself. Anybody feel like that? We need time to take care of ourselves our, uh, or, or the stress mounts up and, and, and our bodies begin to, to show the impacts and, 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 and break down. Guys, the faster we go, the, the less we enjoy life. The life that God gave you. Um, Job said, my days go by faster than a runner. They fly away without me seeing any joy. You're running so fast that you can't feel the joy of life. I have a buddy that, um, he, he used to drive me insane. Uh, he was just like, I don't know, ADD. I mean, he just was just always, you know, couldn't stop and still is that way today. And, and I would, I'm like focused, like, you know, if I got a project I'm working on, it's A to B, and you know, I want to get to B as quick as possible, and I'm focused on B, and don't stop anywhere in between there. <clears throat> and he would just get diverted, and he would just you know, be, I don't know, he would be all over the place. But man, he was enjoying life on the way. And he taught me that lesson. I mean, you know, you got to enjoy life along the way. You got to enjoy the journey. And, and I like that song, I, I Hope You Dance. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That song, I Hope You Dance. I like that. When was the last time you felt genuine joy in your life? And people think, you know, also the faster that we go, the more productive that we're going to be. And the truth is, sometimes you get going too fast and you become less productive. <clears throat> if you don't take time to think, you can't be creative and all those stuff. Proverbs 21.5 says, careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry put your Put you further behind. Psalms 19.2. A person in a hurry makes mistakes. Here's a guarantee for you. If you're always, always, always in a hurry, you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. And, it's, and you're going to ultimately become less and less productive. Some of us are too busy 
to hear the most important person, the most important being in our lives, and, and, and that's God. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I'm going to tell you today, the songs were just dead on um, again. Um, God is working through Heather and the choice of these songs. Um, and so today, we're starting a new series called, Are You Headed for Burnout or Balance? Are You Headed for Burnout or Balance? And part one, today's message is titled, Ignoring God. Now, I'm over halfway, I believe, through this, so don't anybody get nervous. <clears throat> um, and if I'm not, just hang in there with me, because I'm just letting somebody said, are we a spirit-filled church? I'm letting the spirit flow, baby. So just hang in there. <laughs> um, let's look at Exodus 16 today. For some of us, um, this, I'm going to tell you something. For some of us, this could be the most important message of the year for you, um, because I, I'm going to share with you. Uh, a principle from God's word that has horrible consequences if we don't follow that principle. And, and, but it's got awesome blessing if you do follow it. Uh, how many of you are like me, and you remember when you were a kid, it might have been flurrying the night that you were going to bed, and you're thinking, I'm praying for some snow, baby. I want off tomorrow. And so you begin to pray, God, you know, man, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And, um, and I remember, actually, believe this or not, I remember praying, maybe you've done this too, for the guy who had, or the lady who had to make that decision. It's like, um, come on, man, uh, Lord, impress upon him. I don't care if it doesn't snow as much as it should, but just let him, you know, think it is or something. Somebody trigger a thought that he's going to cancel school. And, uh, and I wake up and, yes, school is canceled. And, and it's, it's too dangerous to get on those roads. And, man, let's go out and play. <laughs> or, or have you ever had your boss say, hey, take the day off? <laughs> Some of you are going, nope. <laughs> and, of course, what do we say? Oh, no, 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 that's, I'm fine. I'd rather work today. Well, the Lord tells us, guys, to take a day off. He tells us to take a day off. Look at Exodus chapter 16, verse 23. He said to them, uh, this is Moses, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of Sabbath rest. Everybody say rest. A holy Sabbath, holy meaning set apart, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Now, he's talking about manna here, and I, I, I didn't give you the backdrop on this, but I'm going to just move forward. It says, so bake, God provided food for them, and so he says, bake what you want to bake, and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left, and keep it until morning. And again, he's talking about God's provision. Every day, God would provide manna for them to eat, because they were in the desert. So they saved it until morning, and he's talking about here now being on the sixth day, and now the seventh day, they wake up, they save it till morning, and Moses commanded... And, and, and so it says, and it did not stink or get maggots in it. I'll explain that in a minute. Because prior, to the, the days before this, they tried, people were hoarding it. And they're going, you know, I'm taking more of what I need for that day. And they'd wake up and it was rotten. But not on this day. And so, um, so it says, 
Where was I? So, so they say that until morning, as Moses commanded, it did not stink or didn't and have maggots in it. And it says, eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. In other words, you're going to go out there, but there's nothing there. And he's telling them that. Six days, you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will not be any out there. Nevertheless, some of the people... <laughs> um, some of the people went out on that seventh day to gather it, but they didn't find anything. And then the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instruction? How long are you going to ignore me? He says, bear in mind that the Lord has given. Everybody say given. Uh, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. And that is why on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where they are on the seventh day. No one is to go out. And so the people rested on the seventh day. What God was trying to teach uh, his children were to take a day off. Take a day off. And God sometimes has some, uh, sometimes has some good reasons for what he's telling us. Sometimes. So I want to give you a few good reasons um, to take a day off. How many need that? Everybody's going, you know what? <laughs> if somebody um, tells me to take a day off, I'm going to take a day off. But let me, let, me, let me move on a little bit. The first reason that I want to talk about is this is a commandment. It's a commandment. God has commanded us to take a day off. It's actually the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, verse 8 says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and uh, do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, and on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor any male or female servant, nor uh, your animals, nor any foreigner residing in, in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, uh, but, the, the, but he rested on the seventh day, and therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now, how many of you know that he's really not all that serious about the fourth one? You know that, right? I mean, he's serious about um, don't, you know, have any other gods. He's serious about, hey, don't lie. Don't, don't uh, commit adultery. Don't uh, steal. Don't, you know, don't... Uh, uh, don't kill, you know. He's serious about those. But he's not serious about number four. Seriously, deep in our hearts, I don't think that we really believe that God's serious about this. But it's a commandment. It's a commandment. I heard a pastor say, uh, one of his staff members came to him and said, hey, I know Monday is your day off, uh, but can you speak at such and such engagement or whatever, and he said, you know what, and just to illustrate a point, he says, you know what, why don't you just ask me to commit murder? Why don't you just ask me to commit adultery? Why don't you ask me to lie, or why don't you ask, just ask me to steal? Because you just asked me to take a, uh, uh, to, 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 to break one of the, the Ten Commandments. Don't, 
don't get hung up also, I want to say, on which day, but, but understand that it's a principle that God wants to, that is, he's given us for our own good. And, and so your day off may be totally different than, let's say, my day, but, but God wants us to rest one day a week, and it's ex- extremely, extremely important. Listen, if you commit adultery, do you think that there are going to be consequences for that? Yes, absolutely. If you, if you uh, murder somebody, you think there's going to be consequences? Absolutely. You think if you lie, there's consequences. If you think if you steal, there's consequences. So if you, if you don't rest one day a week, are there consequences? And, and, and you may be dealing, I got to tell you something, some of us here today may be dealing with some of those consequences right now. And that's why I believe that this message is so important today because I think it's going to save relationships. Because stress does a number on our married couples and, and on their relationships. It, it, it'll help you deal with financial problems, um, with health issues. How many uh, health issues do we have because we don't rest one day a week? And that's the craziest thing is this is a gift from God. He's saying, take it. God says, if, if you'll just rest one day a week, I'll provide enough for the rest. Listen, six days a week with God's blessing will go farther than seven days a week without it. The second reason is God is serious. I mean serious about this. Numbers chapter 15, verse 32, it says, while the Israelites were in the wilderness, catch this, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly and they kept him in custody. Of course they kept him. This guy was out there collecting wood. I mean, what a menace to society. I mean, he needs to be on guard. They need to be watching that dude. And it goes on and says, because it was not clear. They put him in custody because it wasn't clear what should be done. In it. And actually, it was very clear. God, they knew exactly what the deal was there. God was serious about it. And listen to what it says. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, the man must die. He's collecting wood. The man must die. And that's God saying that. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death. I think God's pretty serious about it, don't you? Why, why would he be that serious about that? And here's why. And we need to understand this, all of us here today. God's word, the Bible, is for us. It's to help us. It's to guide us. He's serious about this day off, this day of rest, because he's serious. I'll tell you why. It's because he's serious about you. He's serious He loves you so much. He cares about you. Let me ask you something. Are you dying faster than you should because you're not resting one day a week? Now, some of you young people are going, dude, I got all my life. But some of you need to hear this now. God forbid, but but you're going to die earlier than you should simply because you won't receive the gift that God's given you. And, and you're ignoring him. This is not, guys, this is not a bad command that he's given us here. It's like God saying, hey, I want to give you a gift. Okay, well, I, I want to give you a day off. Ah, I don't need that. 
I, I want to give you a snow day every week, man. I want to give you a day off. Why would we say no to that? You might ask, well, what in the world do you do on your Sabbath? A better question is what you don't do. What you don't do is you don't work. Whatever you do for your job, you don't do that on your Sabbath day. Anything associated with your job, you don't work on that day of the week. And, and there's, that's where this technology thing that we're involved in today grabs us. I mean, it's like 24-7. We, we're, we got a hold, you know, they, it's got a hold of us, and, and you can't seem to get away from it. You could be with your family, and you get, you know, this email, and all of a sudden, you know, you check it out, and you read it or whatever, and then the next thing you know, you're making a call on it. And, or or uh, what bothers me sometimes is just reading the email. Now, all of a sudden, my mind's thinking about this doggone project at work, and when I should be, you know, spending quality time with my family, and I'm thinking about this project. And I'm not fully present with my kids, my family. Now listen, if you have an emergency, that's a different story. I'm not talking about that. We're just talking about a principle here that God's trying to tell us that's rest. He's trying to say rest. You can't live life working seven days a week. Take a break. Take a day off. And my final reason today is God made the Sabbath for our benefit. In other words, it's a blessing. He's, he's, God's blessing you with this. Um, it's a gift. God made it for us. Listen to Jesus here, and this is Jesus' words in Mark chapter 2, verse uh, 27. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. You, you have to see it as a gift from God, not as a, 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 um, a legalistic ritual or something like that that God wants you to do. It's a gift. <clears throat> if God made this, this, this principle for us, we need to schedule time. We need to take it seriously. We need to, to schedule out our Sabbath, whatever that might be for you, and be serious about it. If it's not an emergency, you stick with it, whatever that is. Don't let somebody step all over your Sabbath. Don't let somebody schedule right over your Sabbath. God made this a priority, and we should too. Many of you know that um, I have a, a secular job for now. And we're a new church, and um, when the church can support um, a salary, um, you know, when the timing's right, uh, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm not concerned about it at all. Um, will bring someone on staff. It most likely won't even be me, um, at least at first. But it, it'll be totally based on what God wants here for the bridge, and that's what we want, what God wants here at the bridge. But I work full-time, and uh, as many of you, and after starting the bridge from my living room, uh, then to move on to the conference room at the Hilton Garden Inn. And then we finally stepped out <clears throat> in faith to lease this building, which had uh, concrete floors and four walls. Many of you, or a few of you know that. Just about four walls, that's all it had. We began to work together to build what you see here today. 
And I was working just about every waking hour on the bridge, preparing for services, because we still had services in those concrete floors, on those concrete floors, and, and working on this building. And God taught me this lesson that I'm giving you here today the hard way. That you shouldn't ignore God. It was a hot, muggy day, and after working uh, the morning at my secular job, I came over to the church and began to, uh, working on the building here. And that evening, August 21st, 2014, I had a heart attack. One valve was 100% blocked, two others 70% blocked, five stents later. And I'll never forget, a couple weeks later, I'm here with the guys working here at the church, and it was like something came over me. And I just wanted to crawl up in the corner of the room and cry. Now, if you'd have seen me want to drop the kids off and went to the airport, you'd have thought, so what? Because <laughs> I was crying like a baby. People in the airport were like, what's up with that dude? <clears throat> but I didn't care. <laughs> But other than that, I wouldn't say that crawling up in the corner of a room and crying is something that I've ever done in my life or ever thought about doing. And in that moment, God began to deal with me about rest. And that if I didn't take him seriously, if I didn't stop ignoring him and his word, I was going to die. And I got with Crystal, and she and I made a decision that Monday nights are our time to rest. We don't plan anything on Monday nights. We try not to schedule anything that's going on. Like I said, there's exceptions to everything, but try not to schedule anything on Monday nights. We rest on Monday night. It's our opportunity to talk. It's our opportunity to kind of just be together and you know, do, watch TV, do whatever we want to do to relax. We rest. And then I started actually taking every other Friday off from work and just using that day instead of checking on emails or doing whatever you know since I was away, uh, playing golf, you know, having fun, studying for the message uh, for Sundays. And so that's what, what, what God taught me. And so I'd like for all of us, if we would, to, the worship team would come and stand together. Listen, guys, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that, and everybody, this is very important. I want you to hear me today. I'm afraid that if you don't stop, hear my, hear, hear my words today. If you don't stop and listen to God, if you don't stop and hear the word of God today, there's some here, you might be headed for the same, if not worse. Some of you here today haven't really enjoyed a day of rest and you don't know how long. Some of you here today are sick, you're afflicted, with something and it's because that you run yourself ragged and, and you're ignoring what God's telling you even today in fact right now you're thinking to yourself he's not talking about me 
nah, it's not, this is not me he's talking about. Some of you here today are mentally tormented because you feel you're neglecting your loved ones, your children, because you're so busy. Some of you, you're all stressed out because you're running so fast. You've lost the, the joy in your life. You're less productive because you've got too many irons in the fire and the law of diminishing returns is in effect. And You're about to collapse financially. And the worst thing of all, the worst thing of all is you're so busy, you don't even have time to listen or to hear God. Some of you are thinking, man, I don't have time. I don't have time to come to church. Some of you are thinking, much less get involved. And that's the first thing that you end up dropping off of your list when you've hit capacity, so to speak. But that's where we get sideways. The first thing that we tend to step away from the first one we ignore is the very one who can fix your problems, who can fix your issues, who will give you, give us the ability to put all of our weight on him. Just lay our head on his shoulders. We all bow our heads and close our eyes. Begin to talk to him today. He gives us, he's the one that we can just relax in. He's the one that we can just rest on. He's the one that just can cradle us with his arms when we're hurt. pleading with you don't ignore him today don't ignore him today because and as long as we can hear him and his word today we have hope that's we have hope Jesus said if you put him first in your life that all these other things would be added unto you
these situations that I'm talking about, you, you may be dealing with a health issue. And I would, you might be dealing with uh, financial problems or you might be dealing with relationship issues or, um, and, and the weight of, of this is just, I mean, it's overbearing and, and of course, I want to want to pray for you. You've been in a situation where maybe you just haven't even been able to focus on it. You haven't been able to deal with it because you were so enwrapped in life. And so I'd like for everybody's heads, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes once again, if you would be honest enough with God to... Raise your hand and just let me know if you're here today. God's word is talking to you. It's it's, it's for you. I see hands across the building. All across the building. Thank you for your honesty. Why don't you keep that hand up? And I'm going to ask you, with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you just take a moment and just talk to the Lord right now. And I'm going to ask something. That you would ask for courage. That you talk to the Lord today and ask him for courage. Now, this may not be for everybody. But I'm asking you to pray for courage to make a move on this. Not just a move to make some changes in your life to address this thing. But I'm asking something even more today I would like for Crystal if you would to come down front Sam if you would come down front here and I would like for those of you that you feel like you know what I've tried to avoid this I I didn't know if really he was talking to me but now I know this is me And I'd like for you to have enough courage that God would give you enough courage to step up front. And listen, if the people that raise their hands are honest with themselves and with the Lord, you're not going to be alone. And I'd like for you to come up front because we'd like to pray for you. We'd like to pray for you. Who's going to be honest with the Lord? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. I know this is sort of putting you on the spot. Oh. You're not here by accident. 
having the courage to step out. I'd like for all of us, if you would, while Crystal, if you would pray for them, Sam, if you would pray for them, Lori, thank you for your help. Let's all pray together. Let's all pray together. I don't know if you know the weight that some of us carry, but you've been through it before, and since you've been through it before, maybe you can pray for them, you know, that help them get through this. Lord Jesus, Today I felt like that God really wanted us to pray for you personally, and, and um, 
So thank you so much for, for coming up front. I know that there are probably people who maybe felt like maybe they were going through this a similar situation but didn't come up front. We pray for you today as well. We pray for you. <clears throat> Let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for uh, your many blessings to us. And one of them, God, uh, we thank you for your blessing of this gift of one day of rest. And I pray, God, that each and every one of us today will take your word and not ignore it. Take your word and, and, and uh, schedule around it. Um, put a plan in place to take action. And it's not just um, our own plan. It's not just our own thing. This is a God's plan. This is what God wants us to do. And I pray, God, that you'd help us with that and guide us through this situation because we need relief. We need your peace. We want to feel like, you know, just your arms are wrapped around us in love and we thank you for that. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, touch each and every one of them. Watch over them. Protect each and every person that's here today. And um, we pray that they have a wonderful and safe weekend. We pray that until next time. Love you all very much. Love you all very much. Have a wonderful weekend.